Our beloved Honorable Ustad is with us this morning. Let's go to him, inshallah. Ustad, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat jazakallahu khayran. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbish rahli swadri wa yasilli amri. وَحْلُلُ الْقُدَتَمْ مِنْ لِسَانِهِ يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي سُبْحَانَكَ لَا عِلْمَ لَنَا إِلَّا مَا أَلَّمْتَنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْأَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما ألمتنا وزدنا إلما All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today our focus is on Surah Ar-Rahman, chapter number 55, and it comprises 78 verses. Few things to know about Surah Ar-Rahman, you will find one verse, فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ Hence, which of the bounties of your Allah, Allah is addressing the jinn and human being, will you deny, will you reject more than 30 times? Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions and repeats this verse. Secondly, the ulama have written, لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ زِينَةٌ وَزِينَةُ الْقُرْآنَ rahman Everything has a beauty, and the beauty and glory of the noble Qur'an is Surah Rahman. Some ulama have even written that on the day of justice, the day of Qiyamah, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala himself will read and recite Surah Rahman. So what is Surah Rahman? Almighty Allah states, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Almighty Allah, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The one who is very, very gracious and very merciful. Ar-Rahman. The one who is very, very gracious. Allam al-Quran. He taught the Quran. First and foremost, teaching it to Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Khalaqal insan. Almighty Allah created this masterpiece, this human being. Allamahul bayan. And Almighty Allah taught him the expression, I am speaking to you live. You are listening. It is not our greatness. It is the majesty, the grandeur, the greatness of Almighty Allah. Jalla At one time, we can communicate with thousands of people. So who is doing all that? Yeto kudratka karishma that is the manifestation of the mercy of Almighty Allah. You study the sun and the moon, they're all on the move, and you see the stars, you see the trees, they all are subjugating themselves to the command of Almighty Allah. Almighty Allah wants justice, and therefore Almighty Allah gave us this freedom of choice so that we exercise justice and we do not go and oppress ourselves or oppress others and transgress the limits which Almighty Allah has designated. 
Almighty Allah states, Rabbul Mashriqaini wa Rabbul Maghribain. Who is in charge of the East and the West? Remember, it is only Almighty Allah. Mashriqain is mentioned the two East. Two East means that the East and the West. So here you will say that you take the East and the North and you'll take the West and the South. So in that way, the Almighty Allah is showing us everywhere it is the sovereignty, authority of Almighty Allah. Which of the bounties of Allah will you reject and deny? We in South Africa, we know our mother city so beautiful Cape Town. Almighty Allah spoke of this more than 1400 years ago. Maraj al-Bahrain yaltaqiyan, the two oceans. Almighty Allah let them flow and they are meeting. Between them there's a partition and then they do not cross over. They do not encroach upon one another. When you go to beautiful Cape Town, you see the Indian Ocean, you see the Atlantic Ocean, you see the color is different, the temperature is different, the taste is different. They just meet and at the bottom there is some form of partition. Me and you cannot see it that is the power the manifestation of all imagine today the people who are the biggest professors and people who study the oceans and what have you they also will tell you that yes there are certain things we can give you certain information but beyond that we cannot give you anything Almighty Allah reminds us, Kullu man fa'an. Everybody, everything will perish because we are makhluk and creation. Only Almighty Allah will remain. Allah was, Allah is, Allah will always be. Almighty Allah tells us, O oh human being, prepare for the day of justice. Yu'raful mujrimuna bisimahum. The people who disbelieve, they will be recognized by their foreheads. For yu'khadu bin nawasi wal aqdam. They will be taken by their forelocks and their feet and flung and thrown into Jahannam. Allah forbid. And Almighty Allah tells us for the people who fear Almighty Allah, to them will be the gardens of paradise, minimum two gardens. And there, Fihimam in Kullifakat in Zojan, they'll get every type of fruit that they want to and in pairs. And they will get the beautiful damsels of Jannah and women of Jannah. They are surat and sirat is par excellence. Surat, they are beauty, and they are sirat, they are character. So no human being, no jinn has ever touched them. And all Matyallah teaches us, When someone does good to you, you also must do good for that person. Minimum make dua for that person and supplicate for that person. In Jannah and Paradise, you will get another 
two jannas or four jannats in paradise will be given to that person minimum. So you will find the fruits, the dates, the pomegranates. You will find these women who are the paragon of beauty. So all may Allah Jalla Wala grant us Jannatul Firdaus Oh human being, O oh jinn, which of the bounties of Allah are you going to reject and deny? May all Mighty Allah give us tawfiq and ability that we are grateful and thankful to all Mighty Allah for all his recurring and bounties which are showering upon us. May all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala accept it from us. 16 um, minutes uh, after 5 uh, Central African time, you are listening to Asafina to Ilal Jannah. Let us go to Durban this beautiful Thursday morning. Uh, somebody says here, Mulana Arafat, I'm a second wife. He just doesn't communicate with the first wife and the second wife. Please advise, ask Muftisab, what should both wives do? Please, from Durban, Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Both wives should have a meeting with him and explain to the husband, Jaw, Jaw is better than war, war. What we mean by that? That he must communicate. Use your jaws and use your tongue and speak, brother. You can't be in silent mode and expect things to happen. You're making a war, a silent war against your wives. And that is, you're not communicating with them. Both of them are getting irritated. Both of them are getting frustrated. And now when there's load shedding, so they get even more frustrated. So when they press the button, they find that nothing happening. When they want to speak to you, they find no response. So remember that, brother, that is unacceptable. You are the one, you decided you want two wives. So Quran Kareem is commanding you whether you got one, two, or three, or four wives. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19. Treat your wives with love, with respect, and equity, and justice. You can't be in silent mode and give them the silent treatment. You must treat them well. And that is what Quran Kareem, the Sunnah of Nabi alayhi salam, is teaching us. The Master the Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said khayrukum khayrukum li ahalikum wa ana khayrukum li ahali the best of you are the best of you of the ummah that are good to your wives and children and I Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam the messenger of Islam wa ana khayrukum li ahali I am the best to my wives and my children this is authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif reported and narrated by Siddiqatu bintu Siddiq our honorable mother Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha Almighty Allah commands you my brother when you have two wives or more that Allah chapter 4 surah nisa verse number 3 that if you fear you can't do justice then you keep one wife so you made the choice so you have to sleep in that bed my brother so you have to be communicating with them you can't say favor one over the other or you can't be giving both of them silent treatment all that is unacceptable so my advice to you both wives that you must tell him Let's speak. We want to know what is the problem. Oh, are you looking for a third wife now? Therefore, <laughs> you've gone into silent mode. Jaw, jaw, as Mufti Sab says. Ustad, my son is writing matric. He's scared he forgot his past work and keeps forgetting when learning. 
and he that amount of work is too much i make dua but what can, what else can i do ustad tell him to read ya qawiyu ya qawiyu read two rakat salat before entering the room the examination room read surah yasin obviously it doesn't mean you have to make effort also a lot of work we also had a lot of work when we were in school and university and madrasa and everywhere so that's a feeble excuse remember that everybody will forget human being must forget therefore he's called insan al-insanu nisyan we say in arabic but for us as muslims we must remember the more vices and sins we commit then the weaker our memory becomes so stay away from vices and where did we deduce this al-imam shafi'i rahimahullah went to his teacher waqi waqi bin jarrah wonderful beautiful poetry go see in diwan shafi'i the poetry of imam shafi'i you will find it shakawtu ila waqi in I went to my teacher and complained, and my teacher's name was Ki. My memory is gone weak. He advised me, leave committing sins. Today the Ummah spends so much time on TV, on movies, on sports, entertainment, all the satanic activities. Because this knowledge is the effulgence and radiance from Almighty Allah. And the nur of all Allah, the celestial light, is not given to people who continue and persist with their vices and sins. May all Allah protect us all. Ameen, 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 Sum Ameen. Usain, let us go to uh, Mauritius. Uh, this is Brother Naeem. Mufti Sab, what is the definition of da'wah? Is it fard? Can it be considered da'wah as per hadith or Quran definition of only done amongst Muslims? What was the method of da'wah of Khalifa's tabi'in, tabba tabi'in and the Imam's Ustad? Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala teaches us about da'wah. Remember in the Quran Sharif in various verses, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِي Say, O Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is my way, this is my path, ad'u ilallah, I invite towards Almighty Allah, jalla wala, ala basiratin, with firm conviction, ana, I, waman ittaba'ani, and those who follow me. From this verse, we, we derive the term, ahlu sunnah wal jama'ah, Nevertheless, so to give da'wat, remember, is the function of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that is Surah 12, Surah Yusuf, verse number 108. So every Muslim has to make da'wat, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam's hadith, Balligu anni walu ayah, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, propagate on my behalf, even though it is one verse, one line. So da'wat is compulsory upon every Muslim. We all have to take the message of Islam. It is the best and share it with the rest. So there is no need for us to be apologetic. There is no need for us to redefine and reform Islam. We have to reform ourselves. That is what is required. Yes, da'wat is for everybody, Muslim and non-Muslim. So for the Muslims, 
we have tazkir. Tazkir means how our brothers in Tabligh Jamaat in Dawud they do. They remind the Muslims that's excellent. Quran Karim says, Wazakir fa inna zikratan fa ulmu'minin. That remind because reminding the believers is beneficial. So Almighty Allah Jalla Wala has taught us that that we must remind one another. And you can see our parents remind us, our teachers remind us, and how beneficial it is. Chapter 51, Surah Zariyat, verse 55. And second one, Tabligh. Tabligh is for Muslim and non-Muslim. So we take the message of Islam to the Muslim who forgot most of the things of Islam. And we take Tabligh to the non-Muslims. So we propagate to them. And especially the ulama should be doing that. So that the non-Muslims, they are objections or they are misunderstanding or miscomprehension of Islam. Look at New Zealand. Subhanallah, tomorrow, I don't know if you know Mulan Arafat, mm-hmm. tomorrow, remember, New Zealand is 11 hours ahead of South Africa. So now it's almost half past five, so day it is half past four in the evening, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, Jumu'ah, whole country, two minutes shut down. Everybody is going to listen to the Adhan for two minutes oh. on, on the TV, mm-hmm. on the radio, and everywhere. This is to honor the shuhada of the Muslims. So you see that the whole country, this is da'wat for them. So Allah Ta'ala's hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Inna Allah la yu'ayyidu hadha deen bi rajulil fajir. Verily Almighty Allah helps this deen and assists this deen even with non-Muslims. So his hadith authentic in Bukhari Sharif. So see the non-Muslim government, they are the one, if you know in parliament this week what happened Maulana Nisarul Haq Tanwi the son of Hazrat Maulana Itishamul Haq Tanwi added Salat in his masjid for five years <laughs> in Jacob line Subhanallah Khatib Pakistan he was the orator of Pakistan if you heard his son reading he reads just like his father. Allah. So you must remember that. And he opened the parliament and he read the verse, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sta'inu bis-sabri was salat So they did that gesture, wonderful gesture for the Muslims. Then you see that Friday tomorrow in New Zealand, the Adhan will go and the whole national, the, the media of the government, all will be broadcasting the Adhan. So this we won't even find sometime in Muslim countries, but yeah, non-Muslim country. So you see how the sun rises in New Zealand and Fiji the first. So subhanallah, the revival is coming. So the 50 brothers, sisters, children who passed away, Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus. They are family, Sabri Jamil, but see the positivity coming out from that part of the world. So yes, our function must be Tazkir and Tabligh. Tazkir for the Muslims primarily remind one another and tabligh, take the message to all humankind. So that is our duty. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah. Husan, I'm 62 years old, widow, and I want to go for Umrah, Hajj, with my late brother's son-in-law and wife, Ustad. 
So you must remember your brother, your, your brother's son-in-law or whatever, so they're not your mahram. So you must remember that you are 60, 70, whatever, but you have to go with your husband. If no husband, then you have to go with the mahram, your father, your brother, your son, and so forth. If it's your own son-in-law, then it's fine. But now your brother's son-in-law, your sister's son-in-law, and all that, they're not mahram for you. So therefore, in that case, to travel with them, not permissible according to all four schools remember if it is for Umrah you want to go now you want to go in Rajab Shaban Ramadan so that is not permissible according to anybody mm. none of the four schools allow that for Umrah yes if it is for a Hajj and the Hajj the pilgrimage the first one then it is permissible if the Hajj is first and compulsory according to the Shafi'is the Malikis the lady goes with a group of ladies and so forth so provided that is a first Hajj if it is Umrah if it is a Nafil Hajj voluntary Hajj then everybody says not permissible Hanafis and Hanbali say that even for a first Hajj is not permissible that the lady goes with a group of ladies she must write in her will that leave 50, 60,000 rand and in that way there 3, 4,000 dollars and let somebody go and perform the hajj on her behalf and that somebody must have performed his own hajj before so that is what is meant by the laws of sharia 28 uh, minutes after 5 I see we have sister Natasha she says good morning my senior mentor uh, Mr. Arafat, we missed you yesterday on the bliss of marriage. Uh, this is Mr. Natasha. Uh, Mufti, why did Prophet Muhammad marry so many women? Excellent question, Sister Natasha. And yes, we all must Mr. Arafat, but we call him Molana Arafat. <laughs> so this type of things, yeah. So anyway, you listen to Molana Arafat tonight, inshallah, at 8 o'clock, inshallah. So you can see, Molana is firing on all cylinders, inshallah. Everybody wants to listen to Molana Arafat, inshallah. Okay, so Sister, excellent question. You see, Sister, when you want to study a topic then you must not study it selectively. You are a teacher. Your husband is an attorney. And I'm sure you're going to agree with me on this, Brother Marvin and Sister Natasha. So let us study the Sirah Mubarakah, the life history of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I'm giving you the chronological table, okay? So now you see at the age of 25, the Master, alayhi salatu salam, married his wife, Sayyidah Khadija, radiallahu anha. So that is the first wife. This marriage subsisted, continued for 25 years. There was no other wife. And then we find that she passed away. And she, Sayyidah Khadija, radiallahu anha, when she married Mustafa, sallallahu sallam, she was 40 years old. And she had her own children from her previous marriages. She was a widow. And remember that for 25 years, this marriage brought about six children, four daughters and two sons. So for 25 years, there was no other wife. And she passed away, Sayyidah Khadija, radiallahu anha, when she was 65. And Mustafa, sallallahu sallam, the messenger of Islam, was 50 years old. Okay? Thereafter, we find that Mustafa married Sauda radiallahu anha. She is the only wife. And then Nabi married Azad Aisha radiallahu anha. So the plurality of wives only came about when Nabi was 53, 54 years old. 
and in a master alayhi salatu salam's demise took place in the age of 60 so the last 10 years of his life now if hypothetically allah forbid allah forbid allah forbid so if as the orientalists or some non-muslims allege and make claims wild claims and accusation the aim was just lust and passion and desire then Mustafa sallam, was offered the most beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. He was offered everything. But he refuted, rejected all this bribery. He refuted all these material things and said that no. But the last 10 years of his life, then we find they were wives. Why? Some of them made so much sacrifice for Islam that they gave everything they had. And lo and behold, now they were nothing. So Nabi Sallallahu married her. Example, Ummi Habiba radiallahu anha. She is in Africa and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is there in Medina Munawara, the leader of Africa, of Ethiopia at that time, Ethiopia, Sudan, was called Najash, was called Habasha. So at that time we find that Nabi Sallallahu married her. So to take care of a widow, to take care of a lady whose husband went and left her and so forth and became a Christian or became a non-Muslim and whatever. Then you see Nabi Sallallahu married different women in different tribes because the tribal system was very, very rife and rampant. So once you go married in the tribe, then the people will accept you very very easily so this was an easy method to bring about unity in the Arab Peninsula and the message of Islam will also enter into all these tribes next one will be if you study all the wives of Mustafa Habibuna we call them Ummal Mu'mineen they are the mothers of ours therefore when we take their name we take them with the greatest honor they are part of the household of Mustafa Habibuna the message of Islam and only one lady was a virgin the remainder were divorces the remainder were widows the remainder were people who needed financial support security and so forth so Siddiqa Zat Aisha and she was young Nabi Salam married her because she is now going to learn the deen in the, the religion of Islam and she will then propagate it and if you count the various types of ahadith sayings of Nabi alayhi salatu salam she reported 2,210 ahadith Mm. so that is the aim not what the West or others are trying to promote to say that Allah forbid I ask you one question Sister Natasha for this woman to marry Mustafa sallallahu sallam whose honor was being elevated was Nabi Sallallahu's honor? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi the message of Islam's honor was already elevated by, by Almighty Allah. He is the final prophet and messenger. He is the mercy to every creation of Almighty Allah. So their honor was being elevated. Their family's honor was being elevated. So that is why the message of Islam allowed this. And if you ask that question, as I mentioned to you yesterday, day before yesterday, you study the Bible, you go study the life of David, you study the life of Solomon, we say Nabi Dawood alayhi salam, Nabi Suleiman alayhi salam, they had plurality of wives, they had plurality of female slaves. So the Bible uses the word 
concubine. We don't like to use that word. We say female slaves. So this was something that if the previous messengers and prophets also used to do, but the messenger sallallahu came and regulated it for humanity, for humanity and posterity. So that is the rationale why all this happened. Mm. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Beautiful answer there, Ustad. Uh, I see we've got about uh, a minute left. I wish we could go till six, but... Uh... Uh, <laughs> I know it's a safina to Ilal Jannah. It's a public holiday. We started there's a very beautiful message coming uh, from Newcastle. This is Uncle Ahmed Muftisab and Molana Arafat. We, on behalf of the Randeri family, we would like to thank Muftisab for making dua for our sister who passed away yesterday, and that is uh, Zahira. Ustad. Allah Taala grant Zahira, the daughter of Suleiman Randeri, mm. and all the Marhumin, our brother Abu Esa and his sister who passed away, Fatima. Mm. So many people passed away in yesterday, last week, whenever. So one day we also have to leave. Look at the example Mustafa sallallahu gave. We spoke of the Indian Ocean and Atlantic Ocean just now. A person is in the dam, in the river, in the ocean and is drowning. He's shouting for help. Allah. So how are we going to help them? My parents passed away. Tomorrow I'm going to Heidelberg. Why? I'll stand at their grave and and I will be praying and begging Almighty Allah. So that is what we believe in. So we don't forget our parents and dump them in old age homes. Nay, our parents are so special. We remember them after death. That is Islam. So inshallah, today Hapaz 1 will be Tafsir. And inshallah, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock will be Sheikh Zakaria. 4 to Maghrib, inshallah, sunset time in Durban will be Mona Khalid Yaqub. 7 to 8 will be Brother Amin Templeton with Business matters and 8 to 10 will be Moana Arafat Hatia insha Allahul Aziz Barakallahu Fiqh Salaamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh